Have you heard of Nordic Knots? The Scandinavian rug company that has become the insider brand gracing some of the most beautiful homes around the world? With rug designs by some of the world's leading designers and a signature collection of wool and jute rugs in modern colors? But Nordic Knots is not just about great design. Their mission is to make quality rugs that last, with no compromises. Goodweave certified, handmade pieces woven in all natural materials. At NordicKnots.com, it's easy to find a rug that's just right. A curated collection in lots of colors and sizes to choose from. Even custom sizes are possible. So, whether you're the type who loves the understated elegance of their luxury essentials or the bold statements from their top designer collaborations, you can't really go wrong. Oh, and don't tell anyone, but right now, you can get a free sample with the code INNERCIRCLE. NordicKnots.com Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Otherworld. I'm your host, Jack Wagner. This episode is part of a series we're doing. If you're just tuning in for the first time, you should go back and start from the beginning. When Eilish first emailed me, the subject line was, I survived a murder attempt, and now I see ghosts. In this episode, we're finally going to be talking about that, the seeing ghosts part. This is a paranormal show after all. But this story is so big and intense that I think sometimes the paranormal aspects end up getting swept away in all of the chaos taking place in the physical world. And I think that happens a lot, actually. And that's what fascinates me the most in talking to people. Sometimes paranormal experience is sandwiched between so many other things that it's almost a minor detail in a larger story to the person who lived through it. For Eilish, she was shown this vivid slideshow of people in her life on what she described as a floating screen in her vision. I've asked her about this a lot, and what it sounds like to me is similar to the Apple Vision Pro, if you want a visual reference. And by the way, that specifically is something I've heard described a lot, especially with people who had near-death experiences. Then, shortly after, three people from her life appeared before her one at a time. And all three of them are people that had passed away. And the last one that appeared before her was a person she hardly knew that was murdered by her partner. And this girl that she saw physically helped Eilish sit up and find her phone, which she was able to use to call 911. And that's very amazing for so many reasons. I imagine for listeners, there are two main reactions to this. There are people who just fully believe it. And then there are the skeptical people who are probably sitting there thinking to themselves something along the lines of, that's a really wild story. And I'm sure it was really helpful to her, but her brain was probably randomly firing off or she was hallucinating or maybe she died or it was her subconscious. It was probably something like that. And let me 
lightly push back on that line of thinking really quick. That's just basically using scientific sounding words to completely speculate. Just making stuff up, essentially. Brain randomly firing or subconscious showing her stuff is not a medical diagnosis. In fact, that doesn't even mean anything. We don't even understand human consciousness, let alone the subconsciousness. So even if it was her subconscious showing her things, what does that mean? This is not something that commonly happens to people. And as of now, cannot be replicated. People ask me all the time if I've started to believe more in the paranormal since starting the show. Honestly, the answer is no. But what I have noticed is how nonsensical some of the explanations people use to write this stuff off is. And I've also noticed that we know a lot less about our world and how it works than most people believe we do. And if her brain was randomly firing, as some would say, these are not the first three people she would probably be thinking of in her final moments. In fact, one was a girl from her middle school in Texas that she barely knew. I'd say it would also be an interesting coincidence that her brain randomly showed her three people who were all dead. I think if her brain was just showing her things in these final moments, she would probably be thinking of her direct family or her closest friends or even her roommate that she lived with, the person that she was trying to get a hold of desperately on the phone. If she was hallucinating, I imagine the hallucination would be something like that. This, on the other hand, was very random, very random. And when she saw these people, her first thought was complete confusion. Why is Grandma Jeannie here? That really sticks out to me, and I just want to drive that home in case it wasn't clear enough in the episodes. Listen, we know so little about human consciousness, and I really do dream of one day having answers to things like this. But as of right now, we do not. So no matter which side you're on, we still do not know what happened to Eilish. And I don't think she does either. Near-death experiences are still a mystery. And Eilish did not die, but she certainly came close. And I think she would know if she did. She's seen a lot of doctors since then. In fact, she's had 10 surgeries from all of this, and she's still dealing with complications of this attack to this day. But I do think Eilish came as close to death as a person can get. She experienced having her life taken from her, but was able to come back. And how she did that is pretty amazing to me. And ever since she came back, some very strange things have been happening to her that has made her think that maybe part of her is still touching the other side. This is episode 42, Eilish Poe, part five, and you're listening to Otherworld. Hello? Is this Bobby? Yes, it is. At, at its core, the science you can't argue with. It's so a story about all of a sudden. up in the sky. It's almost frustrating that it's happening. I'm literally, this, I'm going to die. I've got like, its looking. limbs were just like wrong. It's just Everybody moves back into the light, even if it takes them a minute.
I think before everything happened, I was always open to the idea of something paranormal, something else out there after death. But I think after almost dying and like the way that I almost died, I think that I'm even more open to it now. And for me, you know, I don't necessarily have all of the words. I think I have definitely not, definitely don't have everything figured out, but I feel like actually seeing two of my like favorite people in the entire world, um, Vicky and then my grandma Jeannie, I think seeing them in that really, really dire moment really to me opened up everything even more and made me feel like like people and souls and things like that out there that are there for us in ways that we don't even know or understand. I grew up in a really religious household so I've always heard like, oh this person is, it's your guardian angel or this person's watching over you now and people die. But I had never, ever felt that before. Even with my genie dying in 2014, I had never felt like she was there until I was dying, dying. And then I felt like, oh shit, she is actually here. A lot of strange things, not just paranormal, have happened since being attacked, since almost dying, having an NDE. Um, for example, I sometimes feel very strong urges or like sensations of something happening. And the biggest example I was in the shower and I was just having like a, you know, taking a shower <laughs> and all of a sudden I felt just like I got punched in the stomach, like that feeling when the wind is just completely knocked out of you, but it, it felt literally like somebody punched me in my lower abdomen <laughs> and I fell over and I was sitting down in the shower and I just felt like, oh, my friend is pregnant. For this sake, I'll call her Katie. Oh, Katie is pregnant. I get up, I get out of the shower, and I'm just still thinking about it. I'm like, that was bizarre. And I get out and I tell my boyfriend, Tim, like, I think Katie is pregnant. And I think that she is um, 10 weeks pregnant, specifically 10 weeks pregnant. And then maybe, three days, it might have been two days at work. I'm talking to her at lunch. She is like upset that some of her family wasn't gonna be able to come down for the holidays because she had something she really wanted to share with them. And I was like, oh, you're pregnant. And she was just like, what makes you say that? And I told her and she just starts like cackling, like losing it. And she was like, 
I wasn't going to tell you yet, but yeah, I'm pregnant. And I was like, and you're 10 weeks pregnant, right? 10 weeks. And she's like, no, actually I'm around seven or eight weeks pregnant. And I was just like, okay, I guess I was like half right. A couple of weeks later, we meet up for lunch, her and I and another coworker of mine. And uh, she shows us like some sonogram pictures. And she was like, so... I'm actually 12 weeks pregnant today. And I was like, 12, right? Not not 10. If you were eight, two weeks ago, you'd be 10 weeks pregnant. But you're 12 weeks pregnant? And she was like, so you're not going to believe this. But when you and I talked, I was actually 10 weeks pregnant, like you thought. And I was just like, that is strange like it was just this overpowering feeling it was just bizarre a lot of times things like that happen to me where I'll be talking to somebody and I can just kind of sense what they're about to tell me and it feels just kind of like a cloud over me I don't know I don't know necessarily if I would want to call myself a psychic or necessarily that I could ever do a reading of some sort of someone because it's not something that I can control. It just kind of happens. Like if I walk into like an antique store, I can feel like the energy of an object. Sometimes it feels very dark and disturbing and extremely uncomfortable like there have been times where I have almost thrown up in an antique store or a thrift store when I'm near something because it it is just so disturbing and uncomfortable to the point where I've almost thrown up and then there's some items where I'll go near it and it's the opposite it like feels very nostalgic or feels like like a sense of relief washes over me and That's been happening since everything happened, since almost dying, but going into a store and literally feeling like a darkness about an item, that's new. But in the like months following me getting released from the hospital, post-attack, things like that, probably around, I would say three, to four months, give or take, after I started seeing these shadowy figures. Um, They used to only be in the corner of my eye. Just, I've read a lot about that online. A lot of people say they see things in the corner of their eye. I've even had a student tell me that before, that she sees that. Then it kind of started escalating to seeing them in front of me as clear as could be, but also not clear because it was like a staticky type person figure, um, always in the shape of a human. And it was like this black and gray, staticky, like fuzzy looking figure. And I've seen them, I mean, probably at least 
probably between 50 and 100 times, I would say, yeah, like a lot. And it's not an every single day thing. I actually haven't seen one in a month or two. They never like approach me except for one specific time. They're just at a distance. And then the second I start to like walk towards it or acknowledge it at all, it is just like gone within, like as if it were not there. One time I was in my school parking lot and I had left for the day and then had to come back because I forgot something at school. And so I exit the building and I'm walking to my car and then just like behind my car, like near my trunk, I just saw like the shadow figure of a person just standing there behind my trunk. Um, And then I kind of just like looked at it, puzzled for a minute and uh, like unlocked my car. And then when I looked back, the shadow figure was gone, but it was there for a long enough time to where I saw it, recognized that the same like staticky figure was there. And then I just didn't make eye contact for a couple of seconds to unlock my car. And then when I looked back, it was gone. Um, There have been several instances where I have people with me and I see them. I've been with my boyfriend and we've been like in the grocery store parking lot and we're walking to the car and I'm just like, I just saw a shadow person and now it's gone. And every single time he's like, what the fuck? Like, how did I not see it? And nobody around me seems to notice anything different. I always bring it up because most of the time it is kind of startling to see. Um, And I think that I wear my heart on my sleeve so much that people can notice the change in my demeanor. I've seen them in my work, like at school, pretty much anywhere that you could think of. I've probably seen them there. I've even spoken with my therapist about it a little bit. I told her like, I've never talked to them, tried to talk to them. And she actually encouraged me to talk to them and try to say something. And so I've only since talking to her about that once I've tried to say something, I just said hello. And then again, it was gone. It was like any sort of acknowledgement disappear. Like they did not want to be seen. We actually did an exercise um, and my therapist and I, and she had me relive a scene where I'd seen one of these shadow figures and it was probably the most prominent shadow figure. That's what I call it. Shadow person experience that I had um, where I'm sitting in my car. I had just left a coffee shop in the downtown area where I live. And I get in my car, I'm just sitting there. I hadn't even turned the car on. And I just hear three loud knocks on the window. Clear as day, loud knocks on the window. And of course I freaked out, I'm alone and nobody's there. 
And then when I look over, next to me is like a shadow figure in my car. That had never happened before. They have always been at a very safe distance, at least probably six feet away. But then it's in my car. I freak out and I just open the door. And when I open the door, it was gone. And later that day, I actually saw my therapist the same day. And I told her about it. Like I felt just so strange, so freaked out by that entire experience. And she said that like in the coming weeks, we would try to relive that and see if we could get anything out of it. And so probably like three weeks later, she, cause she did not want to do it same day. She wanted some time to settle in and probably three weeks or so later, we went over it. And um, when I was telling her about it, eyes closed, everything, I just could see instead of a shadow figure next to me, I saw like a middle-aged woman with like black hair. And I had never seen this person before. Straight black hair, probably just past her collarbone in length, dark, dark, dark brown eyes. And she was just staring at me and then smiling at me. And then she was gone. And that's all I could get from the situation with my therapist. So it was almost like I was seeing all of these shadows figures at a really far distance. And then they would get closer, like six feet or so away. And then so close that they're in my car actually seeing them and then now it's like hardly an issue. When you saw it in real life versus reliving it in the therapist's office, was the scene exactly the same or were there any differences? When it was in my car, it didn't look like it was looking at me. It was the same black, staticky um figure sitting in the car seat in front with me, like the passenger's seat. And it didn't look like it was looking at me. It looked like it was looking forward as if we were just going on a trip along for the ride. Um, In the moment, that's what it was like. But when I actually spoke with my therapist about it and I saw like a woman, she was looking like at me, at me. And again, that was only for like maybe five to 10 seconds. And then I was talking with my therapist and it was, she was gone. What does this feel connected to for you? Because I feel like a lot of people would jump to say things like, oh, you've experienced trauma. Do you think that these are occurring in moments of stress or... It does not seem like it. I I don't feel like they're moments of stress. Again, it's like walking out of the grocery store and things like that. So I I really don't think that... I know I have, like, obviously PTSD and things like that. Um, I think it has more so to do with having a near-death experience and having been like literally tasting death, being right there. 
um, to the point of like seeing loved ones and things like we've talked about. But I think it has more so to do with that. I've even read, I mean, I've done a lot of reading and stuff, but a lot of people with near-death experiences have had um, paranormal encounters of various sorts. So I personally think it has more to do with that. And as time has gone on, I've been having them like less and less. And I kind of have like a little theory of maybe now that I'm like farther away from the incident and farther away from when I almost died, maybe I'm like getting farther away from. Like further from the veil. Yeah, exactly. Like I think because I almost, I don't know if crossed over is the right thing to say because I don't really know. (laughs) But um, because it was so close and I've read some theories about that. Maybe those shadow people are people who are kind of in the in-between of crossing over, not crossing over, and they're kind of like in the middle somewhere. And that's why like, I can still see them. Maybe now that I am farther away from myself crossing over, maybe it has something to do with that. But I, I truly believe that it's something to do with the near-death experience because I had never had anything like that at all until almost dying. I think before everything, I really wasn't sure like if there was an afterlife or anything of that nature at all. I mean, I was taught like there was a heaven and a hell and stuff like that growing up, but I I mean, I wasn't like fully sold on it kind of thing. I really, I don't know. I wasn't ever sure. I definitely feel like now that there is something, somewhere, a place, I don't know. I feel like I have evidence that something happened. And I don't know if it's like the different types of like heaven or reincarnation or anything. Like, I don't know. I I have no opinion on that. But I really do think that something happens. I'm just not sure what. (laughs) Okay, we have to take a quick break, but we will be right back. I've said before that I do not get scared while making this show. But what does scare me is having to log into my bank account or pay attention to my personal finances in any way. I know that's bad, and I know that it does not make sense. But legitimately, what has recently helped me is using Rocket Money. It's a personal finance app that takes all of your accounts, organizes it into one place, and helps you get everything under control. I feel a lot better using it, and I'm no longer stressed. Also, Rocket Money finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. I'm not kidding when I say that I recently discovered that me and my graphic designer, Colin, were getting charged $150 a month by a design service we didn't even realize we were paying for. I wish that was a joke. Sadly, it's true. We canceled it and are no longer paying for this. Thanks to Rocket Money. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. 
That's rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. Rocketmoney.com slash otherworld. It's after bedtime, the kids are asleep, and the moms are out to play. We're Dina and Kristen, the duo behind the Instagram account, Big Little Feelings. I'm Dina, I'm a child therapist and mom of two who nerds out on all things neurobiology and psychology, and Kristen is a parent coach who wrangles three kids on a daily basis, here to give it to us like it is. We weren't meant to do this parenting thing alone. Consider After Bedtime your village. Follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I hate dealing with my cat's litter box. I'm pretty sure everybody else feels exactly the same way. If you don't, it's kind of weird. The less I have to think about it, the better. And I'm sure Merlin agrees. Sometimes I accidentally walk in on him while he's using the litter box, and it's very embarrassing for both of us. He looks very vulnerable in there. I always feel terrible. Pretty Litter absorbs smells so well and lasts for so long that I could truly forget about it. I could go days without scooping it or checking in. He could do his thing, and I don't have to worry about it. When I do clean up, it's very easy. There's no dust or smell. It's super simple. And, of course, the litter changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in Merlin, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. I never run out of it, and I don't have to have a huge container of litter taking up space and stinking up the room. So, Pretty Litter keeps tabs on your cat's health and keeps odors down. I think you and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as me and Merlin do. Go to prettylitter.com otherworld and use code otherworld to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com otherworld. Use the code otherworld to save 20%. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Work out, read a book, Maybe start a project that you've been telling yourself you would do forever. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to figure out how to make time for those meaningful things is to figure out if maybe there's some things you're wasting your time on that aren't so meaningful. Therapy can help you figure out what matters to you so you could do more of it. If you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, super easy, and convenient. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. You could switch therapists at any time if you want. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com otherworld to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P otherworld. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is an all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, on your own terms. I've personally tried so many website platforms, and I could tell you that Squarespace is by far the easiest to use. Their fluid engine makes creating a website super intuitive no matter how tech-savvy you are. Another great thing about Squarespace is that they have an online store. So whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. And also, you could even create and design your own merch on Squarespace, and they'll handle the production, inventory, and shipping for you. And trust me when I say, doing that all yourself is a lot of work. So having Squarespace handle it for you is a big deal, and it's also a great low-risk way to start selling merch. 
So pretty much whatever you could possibly need for your website, Squarespace has you covered. Go to squarespace.com otherworld for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use code otherworld to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com otherworld. <laughs> One thing that I've learned is that when people have no idea what to say to you, they're going to throw around cliches <laughs> constantly. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Everything happens for a reason and stuff like that. I think when people don't know what to say, they say things like that. That sometimes make it worse. Um, yeah, there's been a lot of times where <laughs> I just sometimes don't know at all what to say. Do you think he's in heaven? Do you think he's still got into heaven? Do you think he's in hell? Do you think he knows you're alive today? Do you think that he actually knew that you were alive when he left? Do you think he heard you? Like, there's a lot of, like, people have a lot of questions. A lot of questions. <laughs> um, I never know what to say to those. I'm like, I don't know. If he did hear me, I'm glad he didn't come back up. Or, like, if he does know that I'm still here, like, I hope it haunts him every day kind of thing. Like, I, I don't know the answer to that. I think I've learned to um, be more open with what I'm feeling. I've always worn my heart on my sleeve, but now I think I kind of, I, I have to tell people how I feel. If they, if you upset me, you're gonna know. I'm gonna do, I'm gonna tell you in a respectful way, but you will know I don't hide things from people because there's no point. And I think when you almost die, you kind of realize there's there's no point in not saying what you feel unless it's going to like really hurt somebody. I think you should say what you feel. Hurt somebody for no reason, I guess, would be the caveat because sometimes people need to hear things that might be hurtful to them. Bystander effect is... A serious issue, not just with like what happened to me, where his friends should have told me about his previous relationships. But I mean, there's a million examples of bystander effect. I do think that people need to be able to recognize signs in a relationship that are toxic, not just it's not always going to be physical violence. I have gotten questions from a lot of people, a lot of women, like, who just really don't know who to talk to and have talked to me about, like, situations like, do you think that this was just some, like, normal misunderstanding or do you think that this is a red flag? And I, my answer is always, like, if you're questioning it, it's probably a red flag. If you are feeling like you have to seek somebody else's advice out or if you would be embarrassed to talk about this like with your mom or somebody that like a loved one then it's probably not okay what I think I want from other people is just to really trust your gut <laughs> trust what your not even mind like what your body like listen to that stuff Listen to what things are telling you because 
it's there for a reason. Your instincts are there for a reason. Um, and just to not be afraid of talking about your experiences, somebody will listen and there's a whole world of people who are there rooting you on that you probably wouldn't know. So <laughs> I went back to work um, around four months later because I mean, truly like they are my world at that point. They're basically family to me. So I was just ready to be back in the classroom. So in February, I started like easing back in and going in once a week. I mean, it was really strange. <laughs> the day I got back, I found out that like, there was a child psychologist or psychiatrist or something, somebody who would come in and talk to my class. I don't know if they had like a slip up in words, but essentially they told my class that I had been in an accident. And that word accident is very powerful because an accident implies not on purpose. And what had happened to me was very much on purpose. Also that word accident, I mean, what's the first thing we think of when somebody's like, accident, what's the first thing you think of? Car wreck. So a lot of the kids were writing me these letters that was like, Miss Poe, I hope your leg isn't broken from your car crash. Miss Poe, I hope you're doing better after being in a car wreck, things like that. And at first I was like, where are they getting this information? And then when I got back, that's when I found out that somebody had used that word accident. And basically with like the parents' permission, I had a conversation with them and I answered a lot of questions. So many of them already knew like all of the details, like way too many details to the point where I didn't have to explain. The parents were kind of like encouraged to have their own conversations with the kids. And I know that they did. They don't know everything, obviously. They know that somebody hurt me and that it was in my house and things like that. And a lot of them already knew that. One of them had a cousin who like works in the coroner's office and was like, Miss Poe, my cousin was there when they got the body off of the mountain in front of my whole class. And I was just like, okay. And just like kind of shut that down. But of course, some of the kids were like, the mountain, like, what is she talking about? <laughs> I've told that kid's mom, she was mortified. Um, and then I ended up looping, which is when you move up a grade and stay with like the same kids. So I ended up moving to fourth grade and having most of the kids in my class again, which was great, which was amazing because I didn't get that time with them. I mean, that's just like kind of a taste of how my life like has not and probably will not ever return to quote unquote normalcy again. Like I think right now it's at its most normal, even though I had a surgery two months ago and I'm doing a paranormal podcast. <laughs> I think it's at its most normal that it's been in a really long time. And I think that's pretty much as normal as it's going to get. If you ever 
hear that thunder Put your eye to the sky, boy, and wonder Maybe there's a kingdom above the weather Oh, and whether you're gonna get our name Is up to him All right, I want to thank Eilish Poe one more time for telling her story and letting me tell it This is the first time I've done anything close to this scale, and I'm so grateful she gave me the chance. Eilish has had 10 surgeries and counting since the attack, and she still deals with all sorts of complications from it. Her coworker set up a GoFundMe, and I'm going to put a link to it in the description of this episode if anyone would like to chip in. I know I didn't get into the details too much, but there's an update in Alyssa's case. The ex-boyfriend that murdered her was recently sentenced in Texas. He'll be serving 43 years in federal prison. He was originally facing up to two life sentences, but took a plea deal. The police also just discovered that his fiance was involved in the planning of this, and she was recently arrested and charged as well. It's estimated that one in three women worldwide will experience physical or sexual violence in their lifetime. Gender-based violence is one of the biggest human rights violations in the entire world. I want to throw in, at the end of this episode, the number for the National Domestic Abuse Hotline. If you or anyone you know ever needs it, that number is 1-800-799-SAFE. 1-800-799-7233. If you or a loved one are experiencing domestic violence and need assistance, you can use that number, call them, and they'll help you find resources in your area. This is episode 42, Eilish Poe, part five, and you've been listening to Otherworld. Think of mother, I am a rock. Otherworld is hosted and executive produced by myself, Jack Wagner. Our theme song is by Cobraman. The song you're hearing right now is Beautiful Strangers by Kevin Morby. The soundtrack of this episode is by Juice Jackal and North Americans. This episode was edited by myself and engineered by Theo Schaefer. The artwork for our show is by Cul-de-Sac Studios. Please show us your support by subscribing, leaving a five-star review, and telling your friends about Otherworld. If you want to hear more episodes of this show, you can become a patron at patreon.com slash otherworld. We have tons of stuff up there, including a recent bonus episode I did with Eilish. Our social media is at otherworldpod on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to the team at Odyssey. J.D. Crowley, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Leah Reese-Dennis, Rob Morandi, Eric Donnelly, Matt Casey, Casey Klauser, Maura Curran, Josephina Francis, and Hilary Schuff. Follow and listen to Otherworld now for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And finally, if you or somebody you know has experienced something paranormal, supernatural, or unexplained, you could send us your story at storiesatotherworldpod.com. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.